Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water... Do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? We're going to do a fantasy football recap. That's right. Our top 10 breakouts of the year, our top 10 busts, our MVP is at each position and three players to break out at each position for the next season. A way too early sleeper list. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Welcome back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. So 209 coming hot at you guys and so 208. And I'm flanked on my right by defensive coordinator Alex Tosmilorakosopoulos. <sighs> he's drinking a Coke from a uh, bottle. that you, the One of the bottled Cokes. A Coca-Cola bottle. Nice. It's way better than the can and way better than the plastic bottle. I'm talking about the glass bottle. Sorry, I forgot there were other versions and styles of bottles um just like the other versions and styles of mattresses and we care about you guys and so does eight sleep that's eight sleep.com and not a t e but e i g h t sleep.com as in the number eight let's talk about sleep listen to these studies from harvard and john and johns hopkins i almost always say john mm, johns hopkins <laughs> i yeah. always just say john hopkins like the singular but it's johns like plural johns multiple johns multiple johns multiple hopkins, hopkins. <laughs> chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression diabetes obesity and cardiovascular disease all four terrible progressively terrible as we list them we need eight hours of sleep bottom line okay i i don't want to get into my own sleeping habits but i personally do not sleep enough um on the regular but when i find that i do sleep the eight hours i'm super refreshed i could usually get up do a little workout maybe get a coffee then do a little workout but i'm sprite is my point um i'm not I'm not lackadaisical the, the i'm not sluggish feel better. the joints feel better the exactly mind's sharper yeah, and I mean, once you're past 24, I mean, things start to go downhill physically. So you have to do whatever you can. That's to a make, fact. It's, a, it's, it's just science. Uh, you got to do whatever you can to ensure that your body's going to be in good health. And eight hours of sleep is really going to do the trick. One of sleep's biggest problems, though, is temperature. It's tough to get a good night's sleep if you're too hot or if you live in an older building like us and are completely frozen and frigid. I, I, I wore two pairs of socks to bed. Last night, and that wouldn't have been a problem if I had the pod by Eight Sleep. It's a high tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. That is optimal sleep fitness. You heard me correctly. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. Million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you don't if you like your bed cool and your partner likes your bed warm, 
Now you can have both at the same time because it can do that. It's a crazy comfortable bed too. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Not the city, not the county, not the state, the goddamn universe. Okay? Try the pod for 100 nights and if you don't love it, we'll refund you your purchase and arrange a free pickup. And when I say we... I'm speaking on behalf of Eight Sleep, of eight sleep <laughs> not us at the Charity Stripe. Well, they, they'll do that for you. Uh, they already sold out of their first two batches, so they're going fast for a limited time. Get $150 off your purchases when you go to 8sleep slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. Go there, get a better mattress, sleep better. Bada bing, bada boom. Gabagool. Gabagool. Joey Cocuts, Capicola. Oh, Tony Cocuts in the Capicola sandwich. Before we get into um, fantasy football, how many different variations of cold cuts is too many to have on a sandwich? And when I say that, like roast beef, turkey, ham, three variations. Salami. We're, yeah, salami, pepperoni, uh, capicola. That's three very and ham, like you know, like a, a spiced ham or something like that. Honey baked ham. Sure. I don't know if that goes in Italian, but you know what I'm saying. Like, what, yeah. how many how many variations is too much? Is like five ridiculous? I think it's just enough. <laughs> just enough meat. Oh yeah. And <laughs> speaking of meat, uh, nothing to do with it. Fantasy football. What a great year of fantasy football. Unfortunately, there were a lot of in, there were a lot of injuries, which was sad to see. But that that always happens. It does. I felt like a, I felt as if it happened at the top of the draft a bit more uh, positionally too. I always saw guys like Saquon miss valuable time. Devontae Adams miss a chunk of time in the middle of the season. Fortunately, a lot of these guys are coming back. So if you were a master of the waiver wire and drafted well in the middle of the rounds which is the key I mean you can't win fantasy football we said it at the beginning of the year you can't win fantasy football in the first round but you can lose it and you can lose and you can lose if you don't have a good rounds two and three but if you have a great rounds two three four five and then crush the waiver wire and aren't you know I, I think I think a big thing I've learned is you can't be married to your players um but if you do have faith in one guy you got to give him some time yeah yeah, I also think that I lost faith in Jameis early, and that was a bit of a mistake. Um, but yeah, there were I other guys him, like I turned him loose in two leagues as well. But there were other guys like Miles Sanders who was up and down, and I hung on to him and stuck him out. I stuck on with Kareem Hunt, who was suspended, and that's paid dividends because he's been a PPR darling. Even in a half PPR, he's been very nice. He's great in the pass game for Cleveland. Uh, so you got to pick and choose your battles there. But guys like Devontae Adams and Saquon are coming back towards the end of the season, and we're in the championship together, our team, Toss and I, uh, and the guys are playing at Devontae Adams because they played the waiver wire rather smart, and now they're big pieces back. Yeah. I um, mean, you, it, when you're very active on the waiver wire, you obviously can pick up guys that would be very beneficial to your team. Mm-hmm. In my other league, I picked up Rashad Perryman, and he had three touchdowns. You know, that was a great pickup. Yeah, but, I mean, but there's also to... guys that I dropped earlier in the season because I was so active on the waiver wire that I wish I had back. You know, and it, that's just kind of the way it goes. You can over, you can over, you can be overzealous in your moves. That's that's a given. Um, but I think it goes back to our point a couple of weeks ago. There's still moves to be made in the playoffs for sure. Absolutely, could, absolutely, moves to be made. We we were making moves today. It's at this point, you know, you can't. You, you got you got to play the matchup. You got to take right. the risks. Yeah, I mean, and it's week sixteen. I mean, hopefully, no one's in, you know, a league where you're playing into the championship into week seventeen because that's that's pathetic. bogus. That's it's pathetic. Lame. It's pathetic. It's a pathetic thing by a commissioner if but, that's the case. But what happens though is that in week sixteen there are guys that you shouldn't be playing, and at this point it's just like drop them. It doesn't matter. I understand that they've been on your team for this entire year, but it's like like I have Josh Allen in my. My home league is playing the Patriots. Like he he does no good on my roster right now because he's not going to get me over fourteen points. So I'm I'm going to drop him. I'm going to pick up a quarterback or another skill player who I think could be slotted in and and potentially I could stream if I needed to. Yeah, I mean we did that today. And Josh Allen was my guy all year. I mean he's the sixth best quarterback in fantasy football by ESPN rankings. But but you got to be able to cut guys loose. Yeah, it's a little crazy that you did that. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, but man, exactly. I mean, he's not going to be used by the other guy. It doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, we did that today with guys that I'm, were projected higher. I would be happy if he picked up Josh Allen and played him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots' defense is, is, is lethal. You don't want to start anybody against those guys. And that goes like goes to say that we're, we're in a 2QB league. We're rolling out. I mean, Stafford got hurt. He was our number one guy. And then we had Brady. 
we rode them to the championship a little bit, I guess. And then we've been streaming guys since Stafford got hurt. We're rolling out Drew Locke and Dwayne Haskins because I'm not playing Brady against the Bills. No, no. As bad as I want to. Like, I really want to do it because it's Tom Brady, but it's just a dumb move. Right. You got to be smart. And you need all the help you can get when you're going against Lamar Jackson. Lammer and Deshaun Watson. They have some dynamite QBs on the other and side. And Deshaun Watson. So let's just kick it off. You go quickly position by position. Give, give us your MVPs of the year by position, Toss. I think without a doubt, no questions asked, Lamar Jackson is the QB MVP of the year. He's the fantasy MVP Overall, this is the best running season we've ever seen by a quarterback. No knock on Michael Vick. He was a terrific runner, but Lamar has done even better. He's rushed for more yards. The amount of touchdowns he's had in the air has been absolutely dynamite. Leads the league. Yeah. 33 touchdowns in the air. So going into the championship weekend, he's not only put together the most prolific rushing season. There's still there's there's still two weeks left in the year. And look, now I can't imagine if they win this week that they're going to sit, that they're going to play Lamar. In week 17. No, but you have to consider that if they win these next two games, that they will they will have the bye. So they might they might run them in the first half. Well, if they lose, they're going to have to play because if the Patriots win and they lose, then they'll have to win because if they fall to 12-4 and right, four, right. and the Patriots roll out 13-3, and three, I mean, regardless of them being the Patriots in midseason or not, Patriots still get home field advantage. So they have to win. If they win this game, they clinch home field. They clinch home field. And don't they clinch the bye as well? Um, well, they already, yeah, I think yeah. they've already clinched the bye. They've already clinched the bye. They've already clinched the bye. Um, but they clinch home field. And I, they, we may not see Lamar again, but regardless, he's put together the most prolific rushing season we've ever seen out of, out of a quarterback. Heading into the final week of championship uh, matchups in fantasy. So, yes, he is the fantasy MVP of the year without so a good. doubt. So good. Uh, who do you have at running back? Uh, at running back... I mean, Christian McCaffrey is has kind of been the Lamar Jackson. From the running he's back given position. him a he's given him a run for his money for for overall fantasy MVP for and, absolutely uh, and in real life MVP. I mean, they don't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. I mean, gone are the days that they give the running back the MVP. I mean, they did it with AP, they did it with LT. Uh, you know, Sean well, Alexander look, Car- got a taste. This but they, Carolina they Panthers team isn't making the playoffs, so that has to be a consideration as well. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Exactly. Not, that, but that has nothing to do with Christian Christian McCaffrey's performance. The guy, even with playing a tough defense, he always gets it done. He he always gets it done every single game. I think if Cam Newton was healthy, he'd be deeper in the conversation for MVP. Maybe he he'd at least be ahead of Russell Wilson. Yeah, who's kind of like float? Who's kind of like falling like a like a feather? the end when Lamar is shooting full speed ahead right Michael Thomas is shooting full speed full speed ahead Mahomes missed two games tomato tomato the guy has been yeah amazing I mean even even Breeze yeah he's he, I, I looked at his numbers today yeah, awesome. his numbers nonsense uh what are you, who's are your wide receivers Michael Thomas yeah it has to be especially to be. if you were talking half point PPR full point PPR full point PPR the guy's the best not by a mile yeah by a, by a lot, by a good amount. Godwin was great, and Godwin was nice to see. And it I was, mean, he it was, was Godwin was a guy that people thought were going to break out, and it really came to fruition in such a big way from the jump. Without taking too much away from Mike Evans, I mean, Mike Evans, the best duo in the league. Absolutely, they're better 100%. than they're better than Juice and Odell, for sure, and they're better than Thielen and Diggs. Who you yeah, know, Thielen was yeah, hurt this year. Diggs mm. started off slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, I but yeah, super super impressed with with Chris Godwin, um, but Michael Thomas has just done it game in game out. And then your tight end is Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, who mm. you would have you know people would have expected to be the best tight end in the league. Um, you know, some competition from George Kittle here and there, but but Kelsey's just really in a better position from a fantasy perspective because he's always going to get that offensive work every single game, no matter what. Well, yeah, I mean, fantasy in real life is so different because, you know, in real life you'd rather have Aaron Rodgers 10 out of 10 times, but in fantasy, Jameis is the better quarterback. Right. Kittle is you. You said last show. That you I think did. Kittle's I said I think I think, he's I, a, I think he does more for a team. I mean, listen, you can't take away. I mean, I think Kelsey's great. I yeah. Think, oh, hey, well, for sure. I think it's close. I think it's definitely a tough argument. Um, but there's people and there's numbers that would that would point in your favor as well, and especially from a blocking standpoint. Yeah. But Kelsey has been like a wide receiver one, let alone a tight end one this season. Uh, he's been great. He's really put up some amazing numbers, and, and that's with Mahomes being out. With Mahomes being out and with not having the hottest of starts this Mm-mm. season, a lot of people were 
were kind of getting scared through four weeks into the season that Travis Kelsey wasn't going to be what he was last year. I was scared. And here we are all the way through the season, and he's the exact same guy we thought he was going to be. I traded Kelsey. Did you? I traded him for Todd Gurley and Devontae Parker. Didn't matter. My team was terrible. And Gurley and Parker both had pretty good years. No, it wasn't a bad trade. It no. was just didn't mean, didn't mean anything. Right. Um, but the defense special teams uh, was my Patriots, who in our half PPR league, I think would be, if they were a wide receiver, would be the third wide receiver. How crazy is that? That's absolutely wild. We were looking at it today. There's seven guys in the NFL with five or more interceptions. And three, three of, of them, them are Patriots. On the Patriots. Yeah. Three guys have combined for 16 interceptions. And the ability to to convert on turnovers into touchdowns this year by the Patriots defense has been fantastic. Un- yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Especially I mean, with a year where they don't have as many elite pass rushers as they've had in years past. But they just they, they put pressure and and their coverage scheme is just it's locked it, down. It, it's it is locked down. I mean, look at the defensive player of the year or the pending. I mean, nothing is ever set in stone. Um, but as of right now, um, Gilmore, Stephen Gilmore is the favorite to win MVP uh, for the defensive defensive player of the year. Yeah. And he has not allowed a single touchdown pass. And he's he's run two back. He's plus, what one of one is a cornerback been plus two in that <laughs> margin? I mean they've had they've had one two four seven touchdowns, seven touchdowns. They put up great sack numbers. They've had one two three four five six games of five more sacks, three games of four games of four interceptions, one game of three. <laughs> well, Dang. yeah, I mean it just it just goes hand in hand, right? When your coverage is that tight, you can get a lot of coverage sacks, and then. You know, it's a cupcake schedule, too. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very easy schedule with not some very good offensive lines, poor offensive lines, they especially played, from, they played from the Dallas Jets and from and the Dolphins. Philly. But, yeah. but, I mean, Wilson, when the push came to shove, they played Houston, Casey, and Baltimore. They lost. They lost. And combined in those games, combined in those games, they went, in those three games, they had one interception. They picked Mahomes off. That was it. Yeah, yeah. But clearly... The best defense in the league from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah, Absolutely. They had, a, they had a stretch that was ridiculous. That was winning us weeks. Definitely. Winning us weeks. Oh, it was a guaranteed 15-plus points from your from our defense. Every um, week. I might keep them. My fantasy keeper league. It's not a bad pick. <laughs> no, it's, it's ridiculous. not a bad I mean, keeper pick. It's ridiculous, but I might do it. Even if they're a little worse, like if they're 40 points worse, they would, so, if they were 40 points worse, they'd still be the number one defense. Yeah. So I, yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you if you did. So uh, what, do we, then, what, what, do you, what have you taken away? From our MVPs. Oh, your MVP kicker, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think my MVP kicker is just the best kicker in the league right now from a fantasy points perspective. I don't think he is the best kicker in the NFL. I think he's the second best kicker in the behind NFL. Jay Tuck. Behind Justin Tucker. But I think Will Lutz uh, has been absolutely amazing for the Saints. It helps that they put up a ton of points and are always have their foot on the gas pedal. He's a little better than Bucker, who I like. but yeah, I like Lutz, Bucker, too. Yeah. Lutz is great. Yeah. Lutz is really great. And he only spells Will with one L. How badass is that? A little weird, but I, I kind of dig it. What have we learned, though? Like, Lutz was supposed to be a top kicker. Obviously, the Patriots kind of came out of nowhere, and so did Lamar Jackson, who was not drafted as a top-10 quarterback, pretty much by the mistake of everyone. Um, but the upside of his running ability... Everyone was stupid. It's huge. We and, were all... And, us included. And I was mentioning Josh Allen, who's the sixth-best best quarterback in the league, and that's that's from running upside as well. I mean, Nine Dak, touchdowns. look at Dak, what he can do on the ground too. Not as efficient. Well, he threw the ball damn of well. Of course, of course. But even even the ability to run 40-50, that's four or five extra points every week that, that you just you love to see. Yeah, Tannehill, you, you who, need it oftentimes. Yeah, Tannehill, Tannehill runs the ball great. Trubisky runs it well. I mean, it it helps, man. It, it, Mahomes does, does some things with his feet. Not that he needs it, but he can. I mean, Kyler, obviously. And Kyler was ahead of Rodgers. Kyler scored ahead of Rodgers. Kyler scored ahead of Wentz. Matt Ryan, guys that were being taken out of him. Rivers was disappointing. Um, but we noticed that McCaffrey was supposed to be a top dog. Like the number two running back, and he fulfilled that. Uh, Michael Thomas was being drafted in some leagues as the number one receiver or number three yeah. receiver was Devontae Hopkins and Michael Thomas. Uh, he fulfilled that, and Kelsey was being taken as a first round pick. I did it. Uh, we took him as a second round, and right. he he fulfilled that prophecy too. So there was some good there was some good fulfillments. Yeah, and I mean I think a lot of it is just like you know how great those players are, and it's just you pray that they don't get injured because you know that they're going to get the volume. And they have the talent to execute if they're on the field enough. And their teams are good and competitive enough 
where they're going to be in plus matchup situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now, though, we'll move to some guys um, who unfortunately didn't live up to the hype and were bust. Now, a lot of times it comes down to health with these big guys that you're taking, right? Yeah. comes down to health. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of these guys fell short of, of their draft position. Um, and to be a true bust, yeah, you mentioned it, right? Draft position is super, super key. Where are you being taken and how, what's your value? Right. And what do you end up doing? Mm-hmm. So who we got? Who we got? I have on my list, I have one quarterback. I have four running backs and the rest are wide receivers. Okay. Okay. No, sorry, one tight end. One tight end, We kn- I know that one. That's O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard. Not even a top 20 scoring tight end was taken as the fourth tight end behind the big three. Behind With, with the promise and the upside of, of contending with those guys for that number one tight end spot. Yeah, him and Ingram. I mean, listen, Ingram gets uh, Ingram. I can't. I'm not going to throw him on this list because Toss, you were anti Ingram. I'm all always anti Ingram because he's just so concussion alpha. prone that he can't stay on the field. Can't it's really alpha. unfortunate, but I'm just I'm not going to deal with that as a as a fantasy owner. I'm done. He was in the Kelsey trade too. I didn't even list him. Mm. I'm done with that guy. Yeah, I mean, he's. A, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's a good football super, player. Super, super talented. But, but I'm not taking him in fantasy anymore. He's just not. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a hazard. Yeah. He's a hazard. And you have to. We said at the beginning of the year, you have to avoid hazards. Uh, O.J. Howard was a guy we thought would break out. We thought it would, at the very minimum, be a big red zone target for Jameis, who's thrown yeah. a ridiculous amount of touchdowns. It's just a lot has not gone in O.J. Howard's favor. all the favor. wide receivers. And he's had, a, he's had a couple goose eggs. People were dropping him. Look, this guy, he's been out we, on the field. That's when you know he's a real bust. It's because he was getting targets. He was out on the field. It's not like they weren't getting him involved, but what happened was the Buccaneers had a lot of woes early on, especially turning the ball over in the first half of the season a ton, right? Still not being able to establish the ground game like they wanted to. And, you know, being down, game scripts, negative game scripts for them, them being down, and and O.J. Howard is more of a tempo-type player. Yeah, he can break the big play loose, but they were trying to throw down the field to Godwin and Evans, and they did, and they could, so they, yeah, they just didn't need to get him involved. There's so much though, but there's so much volume in that offense. Like, how are you not getting yours? He had like a game, and he's he was like, and he's very fine. talented. He's very talented. Too. I know he's a guy. Th- I like him as a football player. I wanted New England to trade for him. I mean, he had two goose eggs. Yeah, it's funny because I think that if you two, he's, he's and prob- one of them he had one point five points. Probably on the waiver wire, and if you are in a championship. And your tight end is mediocre. Like if you like started, if you started Jack Doyle last week, I would pick up OJ Howard and play him. At this point, with with Godwin presumably out and Evans, but and, he's been a bust. And one receiver who you know is a sure thing because he's played in the league for a long time, but with a bunch of other question marks surrounding him. And Brashad Perryman, I, I would stream if you had to stream a receiver. But yeah, I think I think OJ Howard could have a nice game. Who are they playing? They've got a they've got a great matchup. They're, well, they're playing the they're playing the Texans. It'll be a shootout. Yeah, for sure. The, the Texans are shootout city. I mean, mm-hmm. the Broncos really lit them up. Um, a, the quarterback, I'll group the quarterback with one of the wide receivers. Baker Mayfield is the quarterback being taken at the top seven quarterback. Um, and he's like not even on ESPN. He's rostered in less than 60% of rosters. I think he's I saw. He's number 19 quarterback. Terrible. He's just been bad. He's been very bad. Turned the ball over so many times. As many touchdowns as he's thrown. Yeah, not throwing for a ton of yards. Not really. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. You know what? It's not even like, like listen, Jameis turns the ball over like like nobody's business. Dude throws for like 400 yards a game. Yeah. Like the four touchdowns, three interceptions, uh, it negates a touchdown, which sucks, or two, a touchdown and a half, but the guy's throwing for like 450 you're yards. Getting 20, you're getting 20 points from yards alone on this guy. I yeah, mean, we're, t- yeah. we're looking at this guy like he could break a single season record. He could break a single season record. It's plausible. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, that offense just seems lost in the sauce, and they seem committed to Freddie Kitchens. Yep. I don't know why. I mean, maybe we were all overzealous about the Browns. Uh, we were. Um, maybe their offensive line wasn't good enough, but all the weapons were there, and Ajoki was out, which didn't help. But Juice and Odell, you think that would be enough for Freddie Kitchens? Look, man, if you're a good head I coach, d- if you're a good head coach, you do something with what you got. Yeah, 
Yeah, I really just thought that this team was kind of be like on offense. They were just going to air raid and put up a lot of points. But Even if they weren't going to win games, I thought they were going to put up a lot of points, and they just didn't. I mean, game oh. in, game out, the only reliable source of offense were two players, Nick Chubb and Jarvis Landry. I mean, they were both great. Uh, you, you would think Odell Beckham Jr. would break out here, and he's another guy we have. Uh, he was 33rd amongst wide receivers in our PPR league. Can't imagine he fared much better in a, in, a, in a PPR or standard scoring as he only scored two touchdowns this season. And aside from the game he had where he completely monstered the Jets in the second game where he went for 6-161 and a touchdown, he went for 100 yards once. And the, the crazy thing about Odell, the thing we harp on about Odell all the time is his ability to stay healthy. He hasn't missed a game yet. Well, yeah. He's played every game. And he's he's With had a, he's had like ten he's had like a bu- dude he's had one two three four five six games where he's had ten plus targets. You can't tell me he's a top five receiver in the league anymore. You can't. Yeah, I mean, if you have that many you've targets, heard, you've heard that he's been playing with a sports hernia apparently the entire year. Sure. I yeah. No, I mean, I mean that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to make any excuses for him. If you have a sports hernia, then. Then take the time you need to. And get don't healthy. play. Yeah. What are you playing for? What uh, literally at this point? What are you playing for? If that's a serious, it's, it's a very serious injury. And if you have that, why are you playing? I mean, I, I can't, I can't, you know, be taking into account falsehoods when you're scoring behind Cole Beasley in a half PPR. Behind Cole Beasley. Who I, th- I mean, I really like. Who's Cole Beasley. smaller than me? Odell Beckham Jr. top five. Come on, man, dude. He's not a top. You know what? He might not even be top ten, dude. He might not even be a top ten receiver at the end of next by the end of next season. Yeah, I mean, I I look at it that next year going into draft day in fantasy, he's probably going to be up there. Oh no, he's going to be up there you. on the draft board, but I I'm not going to touch him. Like he like dude like I'm, I'm not. I'll let even... someone burn me with Odell. I'll let them do that if that if that's what happens next year. But I'm not going to be the one who risks. My wide receiver one spot on him. Yeah, dude, I'd rather someone burn me than me burn myself. Nothing, nothing, you know, screams loser like you putting your hand on a hot stove. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, who else have, I got? Who, who else, else I got? got? Okay. Um, so we got our quarterback out of the way. We got one receiver, receiver out of the way. We got uh, the tight end. Th- the tight end out of the way. I'll throw my other receivers out there. Okay. I got Juju. Not really his fault, but there com- but there comes a time where, dude, you got to If you're you're a t- if you're figured to be a top ten, top twelve receiver in the league, you can't be. I don't care who's the quarterback. You got to find yeah. a way to get open. His is the most defensible. Happen. I think it's the most defensible because Big Ben goes out. But it's, everything it's, went wrong for this guy. It, it's kind of and he, he got missed hurt. a couple games, but it's inexcusable. That you're the sixtieth ranked wide receiver. But look, I said this the other night. In the right? half PPR he, league. He didn't play this past weekend, and I was like, good, because if he played, people would be thinking. He's worse than he actually is because Duck Hodges and I think Mason Rudolph are terrible. But like, but like Deontay, like James Washington's kind of gotten his and has and has, and has revived a career that people were already ready to throw under the bus after a rookie year that was you, you forgettable to say the least. And the first couple games that were forgettable. Yeah, James Washington has come into his own. Deontay Johnson's a guy that we look at each other all the time. Like, okay, we like the future of this kid. Yeah, and they've yeah. had decent games with one of the. One of the worst throwing quarterbacks I've seen. No offense to Duck Hodges. He's exciting, you know. It's fun, ooh-la-la, with the duck helmets and whatnot. He threw four picks last game. He's terrible. I mean, and then Mason Rudolph is worse. But those other guys still found ways to get theirs, and Juju, when he was playing, was just disappearing too much for me. I hope he falls, unlike Odell, I hope he falls lower in draft boards next year Mm -hmm. because I think he's going to bounce back. I think all three of those receivers are going to have a good year. I'm kind of like that. I'm always big into the Steelers in that way because I just I trust Big Ben when he's healthy. And but do you now after you see what's happened? To, you've seen these sharp declines. Yeah, because their defense is so good. Their defense is so good that they're gonna Mike Tomlin and his squad is gonna run whatever offense they want to run. They're gonna run it. They're gonna do it. Not not run the ball every single time because they don't they won't have Duck Hodges behind the helm anymore. But you, and they'll be able to air it out. Now I don't. I don't think that Juju, I think he'll be next year a better NFL receiver than he will be a fantasy receiver because I do think, like you're talking about, I think James Washington, I think Deontay Johnson are talented, and I think they will take some of those deep balls. They're both, all three of them are big play receivers, right? Sure. Not one of them is like you, you mentioned him, Cole Beasley, where he's kind of just like a slot guy. 
and get lucky and give me give me five receptions for like 50 yards. Yeah, that's not really their MO, right? Deontay Johnson has been effective in being that one deep ball game kind of thing for Duck Hodges. There's other guys I like more than Juju at this point. For sure, for sure. Um, there's other guys that take ahead of him, and I think he could have done more even though he was given – uh, a, a rough hand. Yeah. Another guy we have. I think we got to remember that Juju is also. He's still so young. Mm-hmm. He's so young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll throw one of my running backs out there along with my other two wide receivers. Okay. Uh, guys that were in crowded situations, but we still nonetheless expected to break out. The two receivers are Brandon Cooks. He's now starting in less than thirty percent of Yahoo leagues. Uh, Sammy Watkins, after his monster game, was what the ninety-first or something ranked receiver after after week after one. week one. Yeah. Forty-sixth overall to show you how monster of a week one he had though uh, which is a big letdown and Sony Michelle is not even a top 25 uh, half PPR running back uh, which is what we've been going by um, he's been a bust and they, they listen Cooks is in a crowded receiving group but he still thinks it's Brandon Cooks he's going to break out worth a fourth round pick Sony Michelle is definitely worth a fourth round pick you see what he's done last year as a rookie uh, you assume that you saw how, he, how hot he was at the end of the season he was absolutely fantastic for sure great in the Super Bowl uh, James, White, James White is primarily used in in the passing game, Burkhead can't really stay healthy, so we're not going to, you know, enlist him as an issue. And Damian Harris has been out. Yeah, so, and now I have no doubt that Sony Michelle is the third best running back on that team. I have no doubt. I mean, I can't, there's a reason I don't, I don't, why James I don't think that's the case, but I think he really, had a rough year. When James White has to get 15 carries on the ground, yeah, I mean, it's bad. It's bad. I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy. And I think if Burkhead was healthy, I think he would be ahead of him on the depth chart too. I think he's I think, more consistently I, I good. I think Sony's good. I just think from a fantasy standpoint, he's a complete disappointment. Massive and he bust. Did, and and he, he, didn't hit the, he didn't hit the end zone like you thought he was going to. You knew. No, like he should have. Yeah, like he should have. Like he should have. At least, at least. At least hit the end zone. Yeah. If you're, you're going to be give me three something yards of carry, hit the end zone a bunch of times, my guy. Like Gurley's hitting the end zone. At least, you know, listen. Gurley saved his. He's saved his year with how many times he's been in the end zone. Double digits. Yeah. Double digits. And listen, he's a 12th-ranked running back. Say what you will. 12th-ranked running back in half PPR is what we're going by, like I've been saying. 12th-ranked running back. I mean, Sony Michelle, 3.6 yards to carry. If you're going to be a punching guy, he's got, he's got less than 100 yards receiving, and he's got six touchdowns. He's got to be better than that. Yeah. So he's there. Um, Sammy Watkins, I think a guy that we, we're both, uh, the chickens have come to roost. Uh, yeah, I mean. Pack I'm, your bag for him. I've I'm never, never been, drafting him again. I've never been big on Sammy Watkins just because this is his MO, right? It's you get one it's like it's like even worse than Will Fuller, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you get one big game and it's the worst timing because it's the first week of the season. And yeah. I have no doubt. I, I I mean I have some doubt, but I, I would I would bet that Sammy Watkins, like this week, has a huge game. I bet he has a huge game. I bet he crushes it. And next season, that bumps him up just enough for people to go out there and draft him on a whim. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, it's a mistake. Let let people make a mistake. He has the it. best quarterback in the league. For sure. And he is a nobody. He's a nobody. Even when Hill was out. Even I mean, when Hill was out. He missed a game or two himself, but still. Even when Hill was out, and you knew, even now, McCall Hardman only is going to get one one catch a game, but I know that if he gets that one catch, it's going to be for 60 yards. It's going to be a touchdown. And that should be Sammy Watkins. Should have been, but it's not. Should have been, but it's not. Too many games he disappeared. Too many games. Just lackluster I mean, he games. was awful outside that first week. He was Horrible. Awful. Horrible. And didn't really get hurt this year like he has in years past. Missed either. two games. Six. And That's week, a good week, season for week, Sammy Watkins, though. Week six and seven missed two games, but other times... Didn't shoot over 70 yards, and outside of the first week, we went for two yards under 200. <laughs> um, and then we'll throw out our last two guys, the, the two biggest disappointments for me. Um, yeah, Brandon Cooks, I just just to touch on a little bit more. Oh, yeah, please. Really, really disappointed with him. I mean, Robert Woods started off poorly this season as well, but he bounced back. He found a way to still make an impact on this offense. Obviously, Cooper Cup has been really good this year. Um, he hasn't finished the year as strongly as he started, but Brandon Cooks has just disappeared. And I, I listen, man. I, you, can't, I, you can't play him. You can't play no, him. No, no, no. He's unplayable. Um, you you got to blame both parties. I think Goff has struggled to get the ball For down sure. the field a bit more this year. And he's had and to use the security blankets, his tight ends, Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby, who's I mean, been fantastic. You see, it. You, see yeah. it. you see it. I mean, pocket, pa- pocket guys that can't roll out, and which is why to go. I'm so surprised. 
This is why Freddie Kitchens is not a good head coach because it is the year of the rollout quarterback, we've been saying, and Freddie Kitchens is not a good head coach because the league is playing to the style of the guy you have under center and to the receivers you have. I mean, this is why he's just not a good head coach, man. You have to adjust, and you say, look, man, Doug, on the opposite side of a coaching standpoint, Doug Peterson, what he's done in Philadelphia, I mean, he's got Greg Ward at the receiver. He was a quarterback at well, Houston a couple years ago. Yeah, I Boston mean, Scott is uh, Darren Sproles 2.0. that guy? Yeah. I mean, like, who are these guys he's coming out? He's got running two tight end sets, uh, which we'll get into more a little later, that are working well. I mean, he knows but how to use his personnel. Making tons of adjustments, with Alshon being out, Deshaun Jackson That's being the out job the entire of the head season. Coach. Yeah, you have to you make adjust, adjustments. You, you stick and move. And look, now they're contending for an NFC East title against the Cowboys. This is a huge game this weekend. I'm really excited for it, actually. Yeah. It's, it's, as bad as the NFC East has been, this is a really exciting game. Yeah, but those teams, I think those two teams are fine. It should be a good game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, some disappointing guys. I mean, Cook's just too many dicks in the dance floor, and he's going home single in that, yeah. in that regard. Um, uh, but round us the, out here. Yeah, they're all rounding out. Um, but Cup was good. Woods was a little up and down. Um, 25, wide receiver 25 on the season. You, you, that, you're fine with that. Yeah, you're fine with that. Yeah, cup was five, crazy. Um, yeah, I'll round us out with the two running backs, two more running backs, guys that were being one guy who was being taken uh, sometimes second or third overall. Yeah, uh, expected to be the lead back in, in New Orleans, and another guy who's a, a first round pick, as well. Oh yeah, listen, that a, guy, a first round pick that no one, I mean, that us specifically never wanted to touch. Never. Because you could kind of just read the tea leaves, and it's also a bad situation. It's a bad situation. We're talking about David Johnson. We're talking about Alvin Kamar. Eh, is it a bad? Okay. Are they bad situations, though, realistically? Because Michael Thomas is is gotten his. Well, Kamar is not a bad situation. That's no. just poor execution on his part. I yeah, think. I think they misran. We spoke about it last show. They misrun him. Um, he's not done enough. To, he's no, not enough big plays. And and Kamara is not a guy that's necessarily like 30, 40 yards, right? But he's he's good for like a broken tackle 10, broken tackle 10. And before you know it, the guy's racked up 80 on the ground, 80 in the air, eight catches, and he's found the end zone at least once. Right, he's like he's like nine for 90, a touchdown, and then like five for 70 in the air. Like, I mean, Kept that's him out like, of the end zone beautifully this year, and, yeah. and a bit fantasy owners in the bum. I mean, he's a top 15 scoring running back in a half PPR league. But that's just because he's catching so many passes. Yeah, I mean, he's get, listen, he's get, in fantasy, he's getting you the points, um, but it's not worth the three pick. It's worth maybe, like, the third round pick. Yeah. Which is a bust. Right. Joe Mixon is outplaying him, for sure. Easily. But guys like Chris Carson are outplaying Derrick Henry him. outplaying him, for sure. And Mark Ingram is Ow. outplaying him. Absolutely. Guys who are taking in the third or fourth round. Right. Like he's Aaron, ma- Aaron Jones. He's mentioned in the same breath as a rookie, Miles Sanders, who we I nabbed in the fifth round in one league, sixth round in another league. You know, it's like glorified change of pace back. Yeah, disappointing. Um, and then obviously David Johnson is 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 irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, I was talking. That's what I was talking. He's about. not See, even the number one running back. Listen, say like Latavius Murray's been good, but Kamara is still the number one guy on the for team. For sure, for sure. You're still starting him. David Johnson's unstartable. He's not the he's not the guy there anymore. No. He's done. Yeah, it's unfortunate. He's projected a guy who's picked seventh and has played the year is projected four point five points this week. He missed one. He missed two games because of injury. Yeah, and you know what happened when he missed games? Chase Edmonds absolutely racked up points. Chase Edmonds had a thirty point game when when David Johnson went out. Have you it, ever? Seen it wasn't like there was an opportunity. I mean, Kyler was running for his life back there in the pocket. He needed to dump the ball off to David Johnson. He did. When was the last time a number one pick put up four goose eggs? I would we have to find the math on this and re-report because that's a complete embarrassment. And like David Johnson had one David Johnson esque game or two, uh, where he was great in the receiving game. The first game he was nice. The fifth game he was nice. But the expectation of taking him at the seventh, at the seventh pick in the first round of a fantasy draft, and, and getting basically a guy who's been benched and has is going to get cut in the off season. Yeah, that's what you think. Yeah. Disappointing. But those are a bust. But to take a lighter note and a happier note on the fantasy season, we'll give you a breakout. Yeah, I hope you didn't draft any of those guys. I <laughs> uh, did. Uh, oh, dude, here's. I have. I had. You drafted a lot of those guys. I had a lot of those guys. Yeah. A lot of those guys. I had three of them in one, le- in one league. I had three of them. I had Sony Cooks and Juju in one league. No bueno. Hate to see it. 
No bueno. Not as not nearly as good as that Coca Cola I just put back. Yeah, it looked nice. Um, <laughs> breakouts. We got two tight ends. We got four wide receivers. We got two running backs. We got two quarterbacks. All right. Two tight ends. Waller, Andrews. Neither guy being drafted in the top ten of tight ends. And we were going at it before the show uh, because we watch Hard Knocks, because we watch Big Twelve football, so we know about Mark Andrews. We yeah. saw Darren Waller play. We saw we had the eye test in both these guys. Both these guys we liked, and, and also we're not and a Ravens a Ravens team where you knew they were going to roll out a lot of two tight end sets. I've been saying it since, but I've been saying it since day one. I think that he was drafted. I think it was a steal in the third round for, for the sure. Ravens to get Mark Andrews, and he had no business going there. And Hayden Hurst who was a first round pick, like the two tight end set you're referring to. Yeah. And sometimes he's not even involved in that two tight end set. Hayden Hurst, the guy who was a first round pick the same year as Mark Andrews, it it should have been flipped. Mark Andrews is a steal in the third round by the yeah. Ravens and yeah. is the fourth highest scoring tight end in fantasy this year. Not to and take any f- credit away from Aiden Hurst having a good year. He's fine. He's a good he, player. Yeah. He does things that, you know, he's not as the receiver. That Andrews is. Better yeah. blocker. But, he like, he, for, from a fantasy perspective, Andrews has been great. Darren Waller has broken 1,000 yards. The guy was like an alcoholic a couple of years ago. He's broken a thousand yards. Uh, he's the Josh, the less sexy Josh Hamilton of the NFL right now. Yeah. Um, and he, he's, I mean, he's the only. He's the only competent receiver on that team. He's like he was. He was like second in fantasy MVP, but for me, for tight end, I can't put Ty Williams. I can't give him competent fantasy receivers like status because. If you only have one catch every game, even if it is for a touchdown, yeah, you're not right. scoring more more than ten points. Literally, the Ty Williams stat line: two receptions, forty yards, touchdown. Great. That's him. Great. That's my flex, though. Darren Waller is a true number one tight end, and for both sure. those guys were taken outside the top ten. Huge snags, average draft position he, according he to m- Yahoo was twelfth round. Mops in PPR. Mops. He mops in anything. I mean, the guys that he's yeah. he, he put over a thousand yards this year. Yeah, it's really really fantastic stuff. Um, and and guys that were in the like ten to fifteen range, as mm. far as like where they were ranked. Yeah, at back, the beginning of the season. Yeah, back. Uh, just uh, shows you to just you know shows you that when you're drafting tight ends next year. Those five to ten, that five to ten range, don't be afraid to hold out if you don't get one of those top guys and take a riskier pick. Because from your tight end position, yeah, it's nice if you can get five to seven, five to eight points, but you'd rather go for the guy that's going to get you like five, sixty, and a touchdown, right? You, you need a good tight end, though. I think I still think that it was like having it's like having a great second baseman. It's like having Altuve in, in fantasy baseball. No, look, if I could get George Kittle, Travis Kelsey in every single league, I would. Yeah. It just doesn't work out that way, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I make an effort to do that. I pick Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. I pick Travis Kelsey and George Kittle in one league where yeah, I was right, flexing right. Kittle. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, running backs will go Eckler, filled in admirably, and to the point where the Chargers no longer need Melvin Gordon. Can just totally use Austin Eckler. Well, they're. I think they'll try and hold on to Melvin. They'll try and... Must, nah, They'll try and keep him. Eh, don't need him. I don't know. It's just like I think Eckler is not waste of money. Waste of money. He's just so Eckler's so good. From the Chargers, I'm, he's so good. He's so good, but he only needs like ten. He only needs like ten touches. But like, there's so many guys only, in that team that are so good. He literally only needs five touches. Sure. And, he, and he'll score like fifteen plus points every. <laughs> <laughs> there's so, but there's so many guys in that team. Or so like, look, look, think you're talking about how dynamic Eckler is. They're, like Mike Williams, you turned to me the other day. Like, like is Mike Williams better than Keenan Allen? And when he's fully healthy, and and he's got a he doesn't have a guy throwing the ball over the field, and making him do acrobatic he catches. Might, he might be. He might be. Right. And if Hunter, if Hunter Henry is out there and healthy. Yeah, it's a what if, but then Keenan Allen's great. All of a sudden, I'm looking at him going, okay, am I going to allocate $10 million, $8 million to Melvin Gordon, a guy who sat out, kind of put our team off rhythm, wasn't didn't sure. come and wasn't ready to play? Or am I going to take that $8 million, put another $9 million in the pot, and go, okay, Teddy Bridgewater, what do you want to do? You want to sit behind Drew Brees another year if he doesn't win a Super Bowl? Or you want to come to sunny California on a team that was competitive two years ago, take over Phillip Rivers, and lead this Chargers so offense? So much better weather than Miami. I know that's where he's from, but Miami gets hot. Yeah. California's nice. It's breezy. Eckler's there. Another guy in the same div- in the same division, Josh Jacobs. But breakout rookie. He's a beast, dude. Workhorse back. Really, really awesome and stuff. If they had any semblance of a deep pass game, he would be even, even better. better. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Uh, 11th ranked running back. And like just like half PPR. a guy that's like playing through injury and like it doesn't matter and he's amazing. still going out there, still getting 20 carries and At still getting point, 90 to 120 they, yards. They, like, it's amazing. They should end his season. 
IR him at this point. He's too valuable. Yeah, he's great. They go out in the fan and they go out in the real draft and get Kenneth Murray, like a guy to anchor that defense. I love him at OU. And they get a Henry Ruggs, like a complete like a you know like you say in the NBA, like a complete floor spacer. It'll be the total Tyler Harrow pick of the NFL draft. Would great, be, it would be that to space the uh, so nice to space the pitch for, for the sure. Oakland Raiders. Help things out with Josh Jacobs, uh, wide receivers, big breakouts, uh, more guys. I got, I got, I got three more. Um, Dolliday, top five receiver. He was being taken as a top like fifteen guys, top five. He's got in the, uh, as good of as he's good wide as, receiver one. Yeah, he's led the league in touchdowns. By the way, Marvin Jones is second for those who don't know. Pretty crazy. Led the league in touchdowns. Uh, he's up there in yards and he's in yards per catch. He's almost at nineteen yards per catch. Yeah, amazing. With no Matt Stafford the entire year. I mean, he's David com- Blau's been in there and he's still getting it done. You look at that big body. You go, that's a deep ball threat. He's a deep ball threat. And he makes things happen after the catch. He's a top 10 uh, wide receiver, I think, in just skill set. I think he is. He's fantastic. Yeah. Not a sexy name, but I'm down to put him there. Same with Tyler Lockett, by the way. Lockett's been, yeah. He's not on our list, but he's, he's close. Th- I'm just saying he's a top close. 10 receiver he is at this point. Um, I'm going to have to list it out. But I got him. I, got, I love Galladay. I love Devontae Parker. Come yeah. to fruition, finally. Gase. Leaves Devontae Parker flourishes. Yeah, he matures, works with Fitzpatrick. Guy's been there before. They build a rapport. Boom. Finds the end zone, man. It's big body. Just yeah. got paid. Worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Worth it. DJ Chark, a guy who kind of came out of nowhere, but it was also a second round pick. People forget that. I mean, it was kind of a head scratcher. No one really thought anything of it when the uh, Jaguars took him. I mean, I think, the, I think the Jaguars have drafted well, decently. I just think they need a new head coach, new 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 front office. Tom Coughlin was fired today, by the way. Um, for those who didn't know, uh, but Chark, top fifteen wide receiver, top ten, top ten, massive number nine, massive deep threat. The I mean the ability, obviously through six seven weeks, he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The touchdown streak was really nice at the beginning of the season. I think he had five weeks in a row where he scored a touchdown. Everyone thought he was going to fall off eventually, mm-hmm. but he didn't. I mean, he still had good games in the back half of the season. He's been good. He's been good all year. I mean, we were looking to kind of push him out of there, and we we realized that we couldn't because he's maintained. Yeah, he's great, man. He's, and it's, I mean, especially, I don't know who's going to be helming the QB position for the Jags next year, but if it is Gardner, he loves DJ Chark. Yeah, and if there's some kind of consistency there. There was no consistency, so the fact that he maintained was, was impressive in itself. Uh, another guy with weak consistency uh, out of the quarterback position was DJ Moore, a guy who we loved going into the season. He, he's a great player, uh, DJ Moore is, and he, he, he rightfully so. He, he's up there in receiving, top what 10 did they, receiving. What did they draft him at? Is he first-round pick? Yeah, 25th. Yeah. It and was he's, him and Ridley, 26th. Right, right. First round pick. Any, any, he, you know, he big met body, expectations great this speed, year. Yeah. good route runner, gets down the field nicely. He's a wide receiver one, man. He's great, man. He's really oh for yeah for their team. Yeah, yeah, he could be in fantasy. Could be in fantasy for sure. I mean, he's he's top ten. He, I wouldn't be like if he was my wide receiver one going into next season, and I knew who their quarterback was, uh, and, and I had some semblance of faith in their quarterback. Like if, even if they're like honestly. If their quarterback was Cam, I'd be cool. And their backup was Fitzpatrick, I'd be stoked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd be gung ho with him. Uh, I mean, he clearly showed to me at least that he's not just the deep threat that I thought he was at the beginning of the season. No, he's a boy. Yeah, he's a big body boy. Yeah. And then quarterbacks, uh, Jameis. We speak about him all the time. We'll throw him in there. He's great. And then Dak, he's a top five quarterback. He's had an amazing season. Amazing right. season. I honestly think. You know what? I think it's so unfortunate there's so much negativity around the Cowboys because I think Dax had a top five MVP voting season. And he just may not get there because of the record. Yeah. I mean, I think the one thing that's kind of helped him in fantasy has been that the, the Cowboys have not really figured things out except, it seems, until recently in the season. Um, obviously they, start they, the, they started, they, they they start started games, so hot. They start games so poorly. So poorly. So poorly, and he's been he's been coming from behind in a lot of games, and he he's, he's crushing it from a fantasy standpoint, racking up the yards. I mean, you're talking about Jameis pursuing the yardage record, and, and Dak wasn't that far behind him until, like, last week, right? But he's, like, only 150 behind. Yeah, he's not that far. Yeah, he's great there. He's second in the league in passing. I mean, I, and the thing with the, the Cowboys, to me, is, is aside from Robert Quinn's impressive sack numbers, the Cowboys really haven't done a great job putting pressure on the quarterback. Um, and so it's allowed, I think, teams to air, th- air it out, score on them. Their defense has been a little lackluster uh, for me this season. And I, I think Dax had to throw the ball a lot. 
and play from behind, like you were saying. So that caused for a big fantasy breakout. For sure. And speaking of breakouts, uh, there's, a, there's a big opportunity to make some serious cash. You know where you can make some lovely money toss? No. Where? You can make some amazing money at mybookie.com. That's right, guys. After a brief hiatus, once again, we're back with mybookie.com. Mybookie.com. It's that time of year, you know? Yeah, tell me about it. Christmas is coming up quick mm-hmm. as we're approaching the 25th, and our friends at MyBookie want to make your season special with 12 days of gifts. MyBookie is already one of the most trusted and reputable sports books in the industry, and this holiday season, they're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways, Josh. That's right, 12 days of gifts. A brand new gift every single day so you can take your game to the next level. They've kicked off this promotion on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC. That's obviously passed, but there's more gifts coming up through the 25th, okay? Free bets, free spins, futures, and more. While Santa has his, they've checked off their list. They've got a little something for everyone, and this is the promotion that you won't want to miss. What is it? Head over to mybookie.ag right now Mm -hmm. and use our promo code BLV to get half of your initial deposit and free wagers, and that's just the start of your savings. Make sure to check the site out during this promotion because there's going to be something new every day, and you're going to want to take advantage of those deals. I mean, I I think I uh, I went on my bookie earlier tonight, and I parlayed three NBA games. You did? And I didn't didn't win, but that's just because I didn't pick the right games. But that's you, on you. If you pick the right games, <laughs> but but on Monday night I did. I did another parlay. I did the under in the Saints game, and I took the Saints spread. So that that got me some cash right there. That was nice. Good stuff. Yeah, Good stuff. I, I helped out. With that. I you, helped. I helped you, out with that. You one. did. You did. You win some. You lose some. But yeah. the best way to win is to go sign up for my bookie with our code BLV and start winning today. Bet, win, get paid. Get paid. And then we'll close out the show with guys we think are going to break out next season. Real quick. Real quick quarterbacks guys we like to break out uh or go or do better than they have this season ryan Tannehill is one guy we think he's now uh secured the starting quarterback oh he's abso- he's absolutely secured the job dj Cobb's locked it in in tennessee 20 million rupee 20 million rupee and he's the number four qb in the last four weeks and we'd like him to continue that um uh with a strong run game i think they'll add another receiver to go opposite aj brown and so to give him some help yeah Jimmy Garoppolo is another guy I like. He's been really good. He's shown some serious bright spots, a couple of four-touchdown games. And I think, once again, the receiving group gets a bit older. Right. I like Debo Samuel. I think Born. Jalen Hurd next next K- season could be good. Kendrick Bourne could be good. Yeah. Kittle, like a full season out of him. Um, another more of a poor Jimmy G. A, a, a full, you know, listen, Jimmy G's his first season back from an ACL injury. Keep that in mind. Right. So a, another healthy year under his belt. I think Jimmy Shanahan, G, you know, giving him a little bit more free reign to air it out. Oh yeah, he'll be he'll be all reliable next year. He'll For be sure. worth, he'll be worth sure. worthy starting. And QB. plenty of running backs to throw the ball to as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Kyler Murray. Uh, Kyler's a seventh QB, but we're talking about Kyler be potentially being the third or second QB. Yeah, kind of a top five type of season here. Yeah. Um, with a little bit more help on the offensive line, a little bit more production from um, running back if they re-sign Kendrick Drake. And then also, if they if they draft a receiver uh, to kind of replace Larry Fitzgerald, who is clearly on his way out, I could see Kyler really being effective on offense, and especially because he could easily run for ten touchdowns next year. Yep, that's huge. That's huge. And then running backs, his teammate. If they if they resign Kenyon Drake, he's a guy we like there. He's great. Uh, he's good for he's going to be he's going to be great in P- your PPR leagues. He catches the ball so so well. Um, and look what he did this past week on the ground. Yeah. Ran for four touchdowns. Crazy. And 130 yards. Super talented. Yeah. Super talented. Hasn't been overworked, which is something we talk about all the time. Yep. He's ready to go. Another guy that has two more guys that haven't been overworked. Miles Sanders has not been overworked this season, coming on strong lately. Love the way he runs. Love the way he plays in the pass game. I uh, think he could be a top 10 running back next season for sure. Maybe even work his way into the top five. Worthy of a second, late second round pick, early third. Maybe he could, he could work his way up, depending on how he looks in camp, into yeah. the early second round. He started the season off for me a little suspect just because I felt like he was super talented, so quick, so elusive, but he wasn't running north and south enough. But as he's gone through the season, he's, re- he's really matured, yeah. and uh, he's clearly got. Th- I mean, he's always had that big playability, and I was never worried about that. But just from a consistency level, and from being able to do it for three downs, now I think that the Eagles see him as that guy. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And Mostert, a guy we love. I think he's the guy in San Fran. I think he, even though he's 27, is a guy that Toss pointed out earlier to me tonight. He does not have a lot of miles on his legs. No. Uh, and I think he needs the keys to the kingdom For with sure. Brita and um, Coleman being the change of pace backs. But Mostert is the best running back in San Fran, and they run the ball better than anybody but Baltimore. Yeah, I find. they're fantastic. Uh, receivers, A.J. Brown has been a top 10 guy down the stretch. Uh, Allen Robinson's been a top five receiver the last four weeks. Uh, I like, I'm hoping Trubisky, you know, tightens it up and has a good start. And Like, he's finished back-to-back years well. He just has started terribly back-to-back years, and you can't have that at this point. No. But if he starts like he finishes now, I think Allen Robinson's worthy. Well, worthy he, is a worthy wide receiver one, maybe. I, I don't. I don't think that's a, a lofty statement. I also think that even as bad as Trubisky has been some games, and I was telling you before, he had five games under 10 points, which is abysmal. Yep. Really, it's not good. Um, Allen Robinson still got his. Mm-hmm. He still got his nearly every single game. And yeah. even when Chase Daniel stepped in for a couple of games, I mean, Allen Robinson was still effective. Yeah, still absolutely. Effective. Absolutely. And then uh, A.J. Brown, like we said, I think him and Tan will have a good rapport, so we're looking for that. No, I'm excited to see him continue to grow. A.J. Brown's an absolute beast. Guy that Nick loves. Uh, Guy I love, Scary Terry. I mean, listen, the Redskins offense, he's my third receiver. The Redskins offense is literally Dwayne Haskins, kind of. He's a rookie uh, QB, so we all know how that goes. There's a bigger learning curve. Uh, No offensive line, an old Adrian Peterson, and then just Scary Terry, who's been amazing. He's been awesome. Continuity at the quarterback, a good offensive line, and and then someone to take some pressure, alleviate some pressure off of Scary Terry, um, will really help. And again, yeah, I like, mean, this is a, this is Scary a Terry's getting his. How is Juju not getting his? That just goes back to my point of why he's a bust to me. I mean, there's there there were you know games where you were like you you felt like you couldn't play Scary Terry because of the matchup because you didn't know who was going to be under center for the Redskins. And then he went out and scored a touchdown and got you know got seventy yards and a touchdown. No, he's or hundred plus man. yards and a touchdown. He get kids got some talent. Super talented guy. Yeah. Uh, some other guys, tight ends, Font, Jacecki, Godert. Uh, Font's a great receiving tight end. He stays healthy, develops a relationship with Drew Locke. Sure. I think we'll get a full year as a starter in Denver. The big playability certainly there. Yeah, big time. He got big playability. That's a great point. Jacecki uh, yep. is a good guy. He, I look at Jacecki. I'm like. In the, utilize the right way. That's a guy that can get you five to seven receptions a game, for like five to seven for like 60 to 70 yards. To 50 to 70 yards. And yeah, every other sure. game gets a tight end. All of a sudden, at the end of the year, it's like a number seven, eight tight end. I like him if he's can, if he can get that consistent work. And I think the Eagles have to look at it, go Aguilar is not an answer. Jeffries hurt all the time. I have Ertz. He's great. Why not run a two tight end set with our other guy, Dallas Goddard, who, who I love Goddard. I, I think yeah. he's great. And I think the Patriots ran two tight ends with Hernandez and Gronk, and it's so doable. And you can Look have what the a, Ravens are doing. Yeah, you can have a prolific offense with two tight ends. And I think that Peterson's really touched upon it this year, but I think he should go full force with it yeah. with Wentz next season. And it's not a force because Goddard is super, super no, he's talented. Worth, he's worth the work. Look, when Zach Ertz kind of hit his lull in the middle of the season, yeah, he's been good the past couple of weeks. But when he hit the lull in the middle of the season, Goddard scored a touchdown in like three straight games. He was awesome. Yeah. He was awesome. Worthy of a start in his own right. Yeah. And that's our fantasy recap of the year. Very fun one. Very fun one. A lot more fun when you're in the championship. Yeah, at least we made one. You're in two. I made one. Yeah. We'll, God. we'll let you guys know how those fare. Um, I feel like we kind of, we've got our work cut out for us in both of them. Yeah. You're playing, yours is a two-week thing. You're playing from behind. Yep. My, uh, the one we're in together, I think we're going into two QB league. We're going against Deshaun and Lamar. Yeah. It's, it's a, that's it's a, a twin headed dragon. That's hard to take down. It's a hellish task, for uh, sure. but we're going to try our best. Um, it's the fans out there. Drag both feet and bounce. Swing on a full count. Rip that puck. Hit that pot at your PKs. Cause they free and free throws. Why toss? Cause they're free. Cause they're free. We out you. We love you.
With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year? Why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com? Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business, too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save 